0: That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. This episode is powered by Poddex.
1: Inspired of extraordinary quality as if arising from some external creative impulse. Greatness, the state, condition, or quality of being great. This is Inspired to Greatness. What is up, friends? What is up, friends? Welcome to Inspired to Greatness number 24. Full episode number 24, because there's been other episodes. This is like the 32nd episode. Episode we've posted, so we're we're getting lit and crazy. Uh, My name is DJ Matt Blake. I am your host. Along with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, the most fit forex trader you'll ever meet, Bobby Milashio. How are you, sir? Yo yo yo! What's good? good? Man, I'm stoked. Uh, It just keeps getting better here in the broadcasting bunker because now we're standing up, which feels more energetic and exciting. Is that my volume or yours? Okay, I'm just making sure. Um, Anywho, we got we got we got. Time to finally start on our Emotional Intelligence series. Yeah, I know we've touched be. on it in a couple episodes, but today we're going to de- dive deep. We're going to deep dive. I'm used to diving because it's been Shark Week last week. That's right. It's my favorite week. Yeah. I love Shark Week. And you know why? I was talking to somebody about this the other day. And uh, remember when you were younger, before there were DVRs and before there was YouTube and the yeah, Internet, yeah, yeah. when a big special, like a Nat Geo special, or or Discovery Special would come on, you could feel the world collectively sit in front of the TV together. <laughs> We've been watching. The, remember the Raising the Mammoth? That was a big one years ago. Right on, right and on. everybody planned to be in front of their TV on Sunday night at 8 o'clock or whatever it was. That's right. And you could feel the world watching and experiencing this with you. That's why I love Shark Week. Because everybody's watching it, everybody's talking about it, and it just feels more connected. Yeah, That's cheesy, and I love it, though. No, I'm with you, baby. I'm stuff. with you, man. Totally stuff. did that.
0: Totally did that.
1: All right. So, uh, yeah, welcome to Inspired to Greatness. This is a show all about spreading inspiration, motivation, and being great. I'm your host, and my name is DJ Matt Blake, and I play music and make people dance for a living. It's awesome. It's the best, best job i have playing. good, too, boy. I, I see try. them dancing out there again, jiggy with it. Um, so I hope you guys are having an amazing day. I mean, we are on fire today. We're still rolling the, the high off last week's show, and, um, and today we're just going to keep it going because today we're talking about how to recognize emotional intelligence So we've talked about how important emotional intelligence is. Now we're going to start diving into some of the details. And the reason I wanted to cover this is so that you can recognize it in yourself, but you can also recognize it in other people. So that way you can can see these traits and understand them and see how they work in the wild. And that way you can nurture those kind of traits in yourself. And you can kind of see this is a successful person. I see them doing this thing, and you'll see a correlation. Amen. And uh, I think that's, that's key and good and, and all that stuff. So we'll just dive right in. Uh, of course, we always hit some topics, some quotes, before we start in, deep into the topic. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to have some good quotes today. Uh, we've got Dale Carnegie, Zig Ziglar. I mean, we're hitting all the greats. Ooh. So Dale Carnegie, our first quote, When dealing with people, remember, you are not dealing with creatures of logic, but creatures of emotion. Wow. I'll tell you what, great advertisers know this. Wow. They emotionally connect you to a product. Uh, Great salespeople know this. They emotionally connect to you um, and, and how they can solve your problem. So, I just want to tell you guys that it's an emotional thing. It's emotional intelligence, of course. So, it's an emotional thing. It's not, you're not appealing to people's logic here. This isn't like the computing center of your brain. This is talking to your heart. And appealing to the humanity in people. That's, that's what it's about. Um, Aldous Huxley, experience is not what happens to you, it's how you interpret what happens to you.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: And, um, wow. Which I almost didn't use this quote because it says, what happens to you. And I'm a big proponent of things don't happen to you. Amen. You happen. You happen in the world. You don't have a bad day. You performed poorly. Or you didn't get your ducks in a row, or whatever it is. Um, You know, it's it's key, I think, to to recognize that. But also, you know, you have to take your experiences as it's not fully just you walking out and someone, you know, tells you you're pretty. You know, you could still have a bad day. It's it's how you interpret what happens to you, how you respond to it. Your responses really define everything about you. Defines who you are. Um, and that's, that's, that's key in emotional intelligence is understanding who you are and understanding how to react properly to the things that do happen to you. Because things will happen to you. I mean, not to say that nothing happens to you, but really more impact is made not in when you get hit, but how you react to what happens. So Facts, facts. And finally, before we dive in, Zig Ziglar, remember that failure is an event and not a person. Ooh. Holy crap. Holy. You are not a failure. Failure happens. And by the way, dig on this for a second. You want to be a winner, right? Everybody wants to win. All I do is win, win, win no matter what. What what are you going to win? You cannot win until you have something to overcome. You can't win unless there's a challenge to defeat. You have to have challenge, you have to have, you know, stuff to deal with and overcome. Before you can be a winner. If you've never had struggles, you've never had strife, you've never had difficulty, you can't be a winner. But you are not a failure. No one is ever a failure. You know, the only way a person can truly fail is just to stop and give up. And my people don't do that. People who listen to the show, people who watch us, people who hang out with us, you guys are not failures, you're not quitters. You're always succeeding because if you, even if you completely fail at what you're trying to do, if you continue past that, You're still winning. You left the failure behind. You overcame it. You might not have succeeded necessarily, but you you overcame it. So if you're you're here today, if you're breathing and, and putting your feet on this earth, you've already overcome everything that's happened to you before. Facts. How about that? Facts. Guys, I know. Everybody's been through some stuff, right? You've been through hard stuff. You've been through good stuff. But everything you've dealt with so far, you've overcome because you're still here. Okay? So don't let that stop you. Don't yeah, let it stop you at I all. I think uh,
0: two, of the, two of the strongest words that we have, and you'll find these in the Bible, right? The words, I am. I am. And what happens mm-hmm. is when we tend to connect our failures or our feelings to the words, I am, I am fat, I am this, I am that, we, t- we tend to attach our identity to this, right? Yeah. That's why I actually really love, like, all three of these quotes right here really, really are all in alignment with each other. They're very strong. They're very powerful. Really digging deep into what they're actually saying. And if you really dig into there and you really think about it, your mind can really, really, really have a major shift here.
1: Yeah. Very, very huge. Great coach, Matt. Very good. Is somebody banging on the door? I think somebody's banging on the door. If one of my children are banging on the door, the thing, you need to go away because we're doing a <laughs> podcast and I love you, but knock it off. Unless you're bleeding or dying, text me. Text me. Anyway, so <laughs> we're going to – Real hear, I keep hearing something <laughs> hit, the, hit the door, right? Could be windy, man. Could, uh, who knows? I don't but know. Heard there it was when there might have been not stuff falling. Too. We're being attacked by squirrels in the broadcasting bunker, <laughs> and we're just going to keep it real for you. We're not going to stop and fix it and then move on. We're just this is us. This is real. We don't. We do mm-hmm. hot takes. <laughs> we got to keep it happening. We got to keep it go. happening. Okay. So signs <laughs> and ways to recognize emotional intelligence, and I want you guys to think about these as we go through them. Uh, if you if you really if you think oh I think pause the podcast while you're listening and think about it. Think about where you've seen this in your life. Where that's for real. Something hitting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's one of my kids. They're going to regret it so hard. Uh, anyway, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but it's literally like, you know, in the horror movies when something's banging on, like, we going to die. I love it. Anyway, my kids are going to regret it hardcore. Anyway, um, so the first one is you think about feelings. So emotional intelligence begins with what, what is called self and social awareness. Being aware of your emotions, being aware of others' emotions, the ability to recognize emotions, and this one's key, a lot of people don't talk about this, the impact Mm. of your emotions. There's an impact in both yourself and others. That awareness begins with reflection. So you think about feelings, and you ask questions kind of like, what are my emotional strengths, and what are my weaknesses? You know, What are you good at dealing with on an emotional level? Uh, what are you not good at dealing with on an emotional level? And you got to be real introspective here, folks, because you could say, oh, I'm really good at, at dealing you know, with, with hardship. And then you start getting real analytical about how you – and that's not what we're talking about. You have to think about how does it make me feel when this person I care about doesn't support my idea or my dream. This is introspective stuff, guys. You have to be aware of how that makes you feel because then you have to know where you place you know, value in your life. And really it's got to come from inside – but you also got to keep some of those voices out. You got to keep some of those voices what's out. What's the, uh, you had said something, what's the,
0: what's the law of motion, right? Uh, an object must remain in motion, whatever that yeah. is. But with every, inop- with every, with every action, action. there's it's an opposite, op- opposite and equal reaction, reaction right? Uh-huh. So, for instance, I'm leaving here my boy flips out over Minecraft, right? He worked so hard and diligently at creating this, this awesome world. I guess he fell into lava and his <laughs> world was over, right? Like sure. everything he worked so hard for was, 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 tragic. was, was burnt and destroyed. Yeah. And, He's at an age where he's really struggling with controlling his emotions and feelings, right? So me trying to calm him down, it didn't work, and sure. my emotions, yeah, got the best of me. So yeah. I started to get louder. So it makes me really think when I get louder, be aware of you get, getting louder and that reaction because what's that doing to him? Yeah, what's that showing and teaching yeah. him? Right? It's it's so.
1: not just about it's not just about having an emotional reaction because you have to react emotionally because you have to understand, but it's also about control, controlling your emotions. Otherwise, they're going to control you. And, and I have the same thing with my thirteen-year-old. You know, we were playing some Call of Duty Warzone last night, and we were like, da we, I mean, we were killing it. We were dope. It was fire. It was lit. It was hip. Whatever they say." And uh, <laughs> and you know, he had he gets frustrated, and so somebody will kill him. And be how how did he even do that? And he'll like he's broken controllers, All and right. these things are sixty dollars. It's not an emotionally okay thing to break because <laughs> Dad gets emotionally upset every time sixty bucks is thrown on the ground. But and so. He, he will respond, and last night he would get killed, and then he would go, oh, God, and I'm like, Patrick, he, he goes, I'm not getting, I go, but you are. You're having an emo just don't. I want you to practice not having a response at all. Just be like, oh, man, that was dope. He got me. Right. I want you, I want, and That's so good. what it was, and I don't just talk about this stuff, guys, I practice it in my life. I practice it with my kids, and what I was, the, the thing I was trying to do was get him to where he would be killed in the game and have no, like you're going to be bummed, right? But not to have an explosive outward emotional response. Be aware of that. And then once you get it to where you can control and not have any kind of outward response at all, then you can start with what is an appropriate response to this. Like and that's not to say you to learn how to deal with your emotions, you don't completely close them off and not show emotion. That's dangerous to your health, but on something like a video game, like a small thing, you can use it as an exercise. You can learn how to have an appropriate level of response. And then when he gets frustrated uh, in a wrestling match or playing football, he understands his emotions. He's trained himself to when he has a disappointment or a setback, he can respond with an appropriate level of emotion. Facts. Um, Facts. I love and that. I'm not saying emotions can be wrong. Uh, like, you, if you're really, really ticked off, that's fine. But you also have to be self-aware enough to know how much of this can I express? How How much... Is is an appropriate level of anger about a situation, um, and certainly getting mad and throwing a controller and, and throwing your hands up is not an appropriate response on a video game, for real, right? So, real, uh, unless you're in like the championships and we got like thousands of dollars on the line, and then I, I want him to be <laughs> as emotional and passionate about making money to provide for his father, whose podcast is is lovely. So, mm-hmm. and then um, the the other question on there is is uh, uh, another two of them. How does my current mood affect my thoughts and decision-making? Right? Because you can be, like today, I am high energy because it's podcast day. I'm high energy. I'm excited. I'm in a good mood. And so when people approach me, I'm more, uh, more likely to say yes and say let's do that. I'm more agreeable to things. Most people, if you're in a good mood, you're more agreeable to things. And that's not dangerous as if you've had some setbacks and you're not in the greatest mood, you're going to not be open to people and ideas. And so how does my current mood affect my thoughts and decision making, right? Because we're always emotional. We already talked about we're not creatures logic, creature of emotion. You have to take into account your emotions when you make decisions, but you can't let things like a bad day, a bad attitude, fear, uh, or things like that impact your decision making to on too big a level. So
0: Yeah, we're very connected we're very connected. You know, uh feelings are energy, right? And energy, um, energy can be, can, can go throughout your body in amazing ways. You can be sitting still. And we were just talking about this before we got here, right? Like you mentioned, we're going to stand up today, right? When I, when I reach out and I make phone calls, I'm not sitting down. I am standing up yeah. When I stand up the energy shifts, right? Guys, you can focus your energy. You can put some music on, yeah, right? You can jump around, you can stand, you can stand here and look ridiculous in a superhuman pose,
1: Right, and it will
0: shift. You will just feel yeah. better, right?
1: Yeah. Stand up, and yeah, and uh, man, it does a lot for you. The you know, it just does. So, and and then finally, on, on thinking about feelings, what what's going on under the surface that influences what others say or do, right? And this is not so much introspective, but this this ties to empathy and social uh, understanding, social awareness, and others' emotions, right? And so if someone is just not having it, they're just not working with you, you know, the deal is falling through or, you know, they just won't get on board with what you're working on or you can't get any progress made on this joint venture, whatever it is, what's going on, right? Are they, are they having some struggle? Um, are they, you know, do they have a bad day? Is their kid sick? Or, you know, they have a parent who's, who's ill, you know, coronavirus, is that affecting them? You know, all these things you have to take into account, and that's part of being a good human, not just a good business person, right? So when you come up to somebody, in any instance, you have to be socially, you have to be aware, self-aware. You have to know where you're coming from, even when you're not dealing with other people. But when you're dealing with other people, besides keeping your own emotions and your own awareness in check, you got to know what's going on in your head, in your heart. You have to understand not everything that's going on in another person, but they're coming from a different place. They're not emotionally where you're at. And so that can be impacting and affecting why they're acting the way they do. So if you see very negative reactions or actions in other people, then you, you owe it to them, because we want to be good humans, to think, you know, put yourself in their shoes. That's the saying, right? Walk a mile in their shoes. You have to understand where they're coming from. You can't just, like, judge their actions because you don't know them. You're not in their head. But you need to consider it. Like, why, why are they so upset? Are they having a bad day? Uh, did they lose a whole bunch of money? Did another deal go bad? Did somebody screw them over? And now they're having an issue trusting you. That is a trust issue, and they're probably aware of it, but you have to understand that kind of thing. It's part of empathy. It's, I'm not saying that business-wise it's fair that you have to consider everyone's feelings and stuff, but if you want to be a good business person and a good person in general, that's what you have to do. If you want to have high emotional intelligence, you have to be aware of other people. Take that into account. That's 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 so good. I worked for uh, you know a major grocery retailer for twenty
0: years, and a lot of those years I spent as a bakery manager, right? Mm-hmm. And typically, when someone come in for a cake, it's or some other type of items, it was usually an exciting event, sure, right? On occasion, until my awareness kind of expanded, you'd say, "Oh, awesome! What's the oca- what's the occasion? Like how exciting, right? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah." Next thing you know, it boom, open mouth insert foot, and it's for a funeral or some other kind of uh, unexpected thing that had just happened, right? Mm -hmm. And until you you raise your awareness around other people's situations and trying to, not really like trying to pinpoint and exactly know where they're coming from, but just be aware that, as you said, we don't know what they're going through, what has happened in their life, right? So that will expand not only your business, but that will actually... Even expand your relationships with your mm-hmm. wife, with your husband, with
1: your, with your significant other, whatever it may be. And your kids. And your a kids, lot yeah. of people do not consider that children have just as important and complex emotions as adults. And you might think, my kid's throwing a tantrum, my kid's being a, a brat. But there's something working inside them that's creating that. And if you raise kids who are emotionally intelligent, your parenting will be light years easier. If you train your kids to recognize and be aware of their emotional reactions to things, man, what amazing step up are you giving them over people, facts. Teenagers who don't know how to control their emotions who I mean cuz being a teenager is hard. Your hormones are going insane. Socially you are uh pressured into all kinds of things. You're, you know, you're kind of out on your own at school and learning and maybe a job and you have all these new people you're meeting and moral conflict in the world. And you don't, I was brought up this way. Should I do this? Is this okay? You know, should I hang out with this person? I like this girl, all that stuff. I mean, that'll mess you up as a teenager. If you're not aware that you have emotions and you have to be aware of them and people you deal with have emotions. And, and uh, it's, it's the hard thing to teach kids these days is if you say something in anger, it hangs around. They post things in anger on Facebook and Twitter and that stuff is there forever. and, 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 You have to be aware of what the consequences of what you're doing. It's a consequences and repercussions (laughs) of what you're doing. So, Facts. That was just number one. (laughs) Number two, some of these aren't going to take as long because we're going to get rolling. Uh, Number two, you pause. Um, The pause is as simple as taking a moment to stop and think before you speak or act, which is very easy to say. Yeah. Difficult to do. So true. Uh, this can help save you from embarrassing moments like we were just talking about, making co- commitments, saying, yeah, I'll do that, or no, I can't do that. Too quickly, you'll miss an opportunity, or you'll get yourself in over your head. Um, in other words, it helps you refrain from making permanent decisions based on temporary situations. And I don't want to get dark at all, and we'll, we'll breeze right over this, but suicide is a horrible thing, and it is it is the quintessential permanent solution to a very temporary problem right um so pause like you don't have to it doesn't make you seem more intelligent if someone asks you something and you you answer yes or no right then right the most intelligent person i ever worked for um always took the moment to stop and think you could see him i would say hey danny but about this and he would go would stop for a minute, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume he's ignoring me or anything because you you were used to it. He would stop, and he would consider, and he would think, and it doesn't take very long. If you stop for 10 seconds and think about how you're going to answer something before you say it, you're going to solve all kinds of problems. Maybe, and I don't want to go this direction, a lot of politicians should probably practice the pause <laughs> a little more. Um, politicians, if you're ever in a TV interview, uh, I've done TV uh, I've done podcasts and radio. If someone asks you a question, three seconds is a long time to process in your mind. But if you pause for three seconds, it's not really... Now, I'm going to pause for three seconds right now. That wasn't a long time for me to think. That wasn't a long time like of dead air. But it was a lot of time for me to decide which way I want to go with my answer. So stop pause there is and and what melissa just said in the chat room there is power in the pause that's true that's true and another thing you do is you take ownership of the moment you take a break from the person who is talking or suggesting or making a question proposing a question and then you take the power in the moment and you're like okay now this is my time here's what i think and so it also lets people know you're not just listening to them talk and waiting for a chance to interject which is, is wild. There's so many people that do that, you know,
0: I think that's really good. Um, you know, and then even, even going to the degree, say it, Matt, you know, that's a really, really great, great question. And it deserves a lot of my attention and focus to make sure I get you the right, the right answer, you know? So give me a day. Yeah. Give me a few hours. Let me, let me, let me really process this. Let me really, you know, dive deeper into it. And and I'm going to get back to you because that's a really, that's a really good question. A really strong concern that that yeah, you have, you know,
1: absolutely, absolutely, um, yeah, and 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 having the patience to let people, to give people that, absolutely. like, give the and people will appreciate that, and because one thing it does is it removes all the pressure from the decision, and I don't like to pressure people into anything, uh, generally speaking. Some of my friends I do, I'm like, come on, man, let's do it, <laughs> let's go to trivia tonight. You can buy me let's a buy beer. Let's go. <laughs> um, but what I will say is uh it's great to the pause will diffuse tension it will allow you breathing room and all that kind of stuff so number three you strive to control your thoughts this is big and i I, just to be real i struggle with this one man Mm. uh you don't have much control over the emotion you experience in a given moment right if somebody does something that angers you it's going to anger you but you can control your reaction to those emotions by focusing on your thoughts Uh, It's been said that you can't prevent a bird from landing on your head, but you can keep it from building a nest. That's good. That is a good one. (laughs) Um, By striving to control your thoughts, you resist becoming a slave to your emotions, allowing yourself to live in a way that's in harmony with your goals and values. Mm. So when you pause, it will give you time to focus on your thoughts. Why do I feel this way? Why do I think this way? Um, And... You cannot, absolutely can't control how you feel about something, but you can control how long you dwell on it. Like, don't give people free rent in your head.
0: So good. I I talked about this yesterday. Either become a master to your thoughts and habits or become a servant, slave to your thoughts and habits, right? We are very, very driven by our thoughts. Guys, look it up. Like, the amount of thoughts that go through our head in any given day is, is astronomically insane. Staggering. Insane. We, we, we as humans, we have to reset. We have to somehow find a way to reset and let our brains kind of download and process all the information. Whatever way that is for you, find out what that is by implementing new, new ways, new ideas, right? new habits. Replace some of these old habits that aren't serving you and that might be, might be triggering these thoughts. Mm-hmm. Replace them with new, fun, exciting habits, ways of doing things. And I promise you, you, you will see tra- you'll see transformation happen like you've never seen it happen on, 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 in your life before. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, truth. Um, number four, and this is very difficult for people, especially uh, people who don't have awareness. Uh, you benefit from criticism, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody enjoys negative feedback, right? When somebody says, this is garbage, I don't like it. Uh, you know, I've been a graphic designer for a long time. And when you design something for someone and you like you've been through like 20 iterations and you finally have a polished comp to give them and you're like, man, this is I, I've, I've hit a home run here. I'm like calling Babe Ruth, <laughs> baby, because it's out of the park and they crap all over it. Yeah, well, right. Um, but you you have to know that criticism is a chance to learn. And even if it's not delivered in the best way, because delivering criticism is a whole separate skill. Receiving criticism is is, a, is maybe even a harder skill. Uh, so if someone's just brutal, brutal, which is not not a good way to do it. Um, if it's not delivered in the best way, it's, it's hard to take. And even when it's unfounded, like say someone is completely off base, they just have an opinion, and they're telling you that is horrible, that is garbage, you shouldn't do that, even if they're completely wrong. Uh, it gives you a window into how they think, for one thing, and allows you to become more socially aware. Um, but when you receive negative feedback... You can keep your emotions in check and ask yourself, how can this criticism, how can I use this to make me better? Uh, It's like failure, because receiving criticism is kind of a failure. You know, you were going in expecting uh, high praise, maybe, or a sale, and instead of that, you get uh, criticized. And they say, no, 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 I don't like this, do this instead, or uh, whatever it may be. And in that case, it's definitely a learning situation. Find out. Why do they not like it? Why are they criticizing my actions or my opinion? And uh, you know, what can I do either to make it better, make me better, or appeal to them if you need to appeal to them, or that's you know, not gonna work out. But it's all part of the awareness. Um But yeah, you know, I know people who don't benefit from criticism. Oh, they take it as
0: bad. Without a doubt. Well, right, well here here's the thing, right? Because we take it personal. Yeah. <laughs> We 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 take it personal, and then we think the person doesn't like us, right? Yeah. And what we have to realize is that it, it's it's not that they're not, they're not saying no to Matt. They're not saying no to me. They're saying no to the process, to the, no to yeah. the opportunity, whatever it is that they don't agree with how or what you're doing. That's it. But we, you know, don't take it personal, man. Yeah. But what do you mean? I just put my heart and soul into all this. And how about this? Right?
1: How about? This is a big one. This is I'm gonna drop one. Are you all ready? This is like the compounding success from last week. Mm-mm. This is this is a big one. Other people's criticism of you is more a reflection of them.
0: Facts. than it is of you.
1: <laughs> you guys have heard that before. Someone's bad attitude, someone's dislike of you, someone's hate of you, the haters, you know. They're drinking a hater aid. Whatever it is, someone's criticism of you, your art, your work, uh, whatever it is, people don't like this podcast. I hear people talk about how they don't like this podcast or whatever. But all that stuff is more of a reflection of that person and where they're at and maybe their emotional intelligence or whatever. It's more of a reflection on them than it is of you. And so if you wrap your head around that, it makes it really easy not to take it personally. So, Facts. Big facts. Uh, number five. Oh, I love this one. You show authenticity. People Ooh. who are authentic. People who are genuine. you met that person and they just give you – everything they say is not sunshine and roses – but everything they say is also not like doom and gloom. They are authentic. They are genuine. They're the real article, right? <laughs> Where's the beef kind of thing. Uh huh. It doesn't mean, so off, being authentic doesn't mean you're sharing everything about yourself to everybody. It's not being a wide open book. Um, It does mean saying what you mean, meaning what you say, and sticking with your values and your principles above all else. You've met people who's, Whose, their moral compass can change depending on if the situation is good or bad for them, right? I, I don't think anyone should ever do this. And then when, it, when doing that would benefit them, they're like, well, I can understand how maybe it would be okay to do this. That's not authentic. That's not uh, – what's another word to say this? Um, walk in the walk. Not just talking the talk, but walk in the walk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all know people who, who say one thing and do another. Yeah. That's not authentic. That's the word you're looking for, authenticity. Well, uh, a big word with authenticity
0: comes integrity. Integrity, right? Yeah. Integrity and authenticity, like hypocrisy. Hypocrisy, too. Mm. Yeah. Like behind the scenes, what are you doing behind the scenes, right? Are, we, are you preaching and, do, and saying all this, but what, how's the old saying go? Actions speak louder than words, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, and another one I'll throw on there is when you are authentic and you are sharing authentically how you feel about a situation, not everybody's going to enjoy that. Right. But the people who matter, they're gonna appreciate Mm -hmm. and enjoy your authenticity and your willingness to have enough respect for that person in that situation to be genuinely honest. Facts. Woo! Come on now, y'all. Facts. Get on board with this stuff.
0: Sometimes we gotta tell people what they it's not what they want to hear. Yeah, yeah. And
1: that's that's a hard one Mm -hmm. because you really want to please people. Uh, people who have emotional intelligence um often want to help other people. That doesn't mean you have to be a people pleaser. That doesn't mean everything you do and say has to be for the benefit of their emotional well-being. Giving, giving in to let someone hear what they want to hear all the time does no, them no service. It, it cripples them. You can cripple somebody if you do that to them. Exactly. Um, we're going to do number six, and then we're going to do our pod deck and come back and do the other ones at the end of the show. Number six is huge, and I want you guys to focus on this. Because not enough people do this, and this separates the winners from the losers, you demonstrate empathy. Mm -hmm. So the ability to show empathy, which includes understanding others' thoughts, their feelings, it helps you connect with others, and instead of judging or labeling others, you work hard to see see things through their eyes. We've discussed this already today. It's very important. Empathy doesn't necessarily mean agreeing with another person's point of view. It's striving to understand it which allows you to build deeper, more connected relationships. I think more relationships can be built when you find a difference but that you have with somebody. Say me and Bobby. We're great friends. You know, there's, we have a lot in common. We think along the same lines on a lot of things. But if we find a difference between the two of us, and I, I think completely different than Bobby, and so I strive to understand where he's coming from, his experiences and his emotions that makes him think that, we're gonna have a stronger friendship because of that. So find the, find the differences, man. Find the differences and seek to understand why Ooh, they're there. Seek to understand. Seek that's to some, understand. Some, some Peter Covey right there, man. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, that's some that's some intense stuff. But yeah, it definitely doesn't mean agreeing all the time. I mean, empathy doesn't mean just being a yes man or yes no, woman. Facts, man. So facts. Like here's the, here's what, here's what happens. Right? Is
0: we disagree on something, and then we we turns into an argument instead of a uh, of a nice friendly debate right and then our debate turns into hatred and anger towards yeah. and resentment towards one another and next thing you know relationships are, are, are totally
1: plummeted and we and had so much in common and oh. it was one difference it was one difference seek to find the similarities and the common footing with people and seek to understand the differences that's and when you it, understand that stuff it's all good so we're gonna do this real quick and uh and we'll 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 continue
0: This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now... If you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code... DJ What's Matt. the code?
1: DJ Matt. No spaces. Yes, yes.
0: That's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level.
1: That's right, folks. Poddex. And we have all five Poddex right here. I use them all the time. I love them. They're fun for conversation. They're great for the podcast. Uh, I use. I'll pull them out and use them as a blog post. Uh, starter. So today, Bobby and I are going to play Would You Rather. Hmm. So I'm going to read a card and it's going to be Would You Rather This or That. You guys all know know the game. So just we're doing it because it's fun and you can ferret out some fun stuff. Maybe we'll find some differences and we can understand why. You like that? Look at that. Plug. Bring it all together. (laughs) It's like I plan this show or something. Okay, number one, would you rather eat a whole bag of marshmallows or a whole jar of peanut butter at once? Peanut butter all day long, buddy. Yeah? Yeah. Marshmallows. Wow. Because... It's easier. <laughs> I think it's way easier, and I feel like I would get sick if I maybe I would from the sugar. But why are you the peanut butter? Because I love peanut butter, that, man. That protein and it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm with yeah, you. I love peanut. Butter. I really have no like. Dude, what kid doesn't eat peanut butter out of a jar, Let's right? mix them together. And eat it oh. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in, bro. Snack time after the show. <laughs> uh, okay, on along those lines, would you rather have creamy or chunky peanut butter? No, nah, I'm a creamy guy. Oh man, yeah. I gotta have the chunky man. Yeah. yeah. I love those peanuts. Yeah. I love them. I love, because then it feels like I'm eating a meal. <laughs> it's not just a condiment. Is peanut butter not a condiment? I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. It falls under, man. I, I have, have no idea what's should, next. I, I have no idea what's next. This is good. This is good. Uh, nope. I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> um, would you rather your voice sound like Gilbert Gottfried or Fran Drescher? Uh, oh.
0: You know, I'm, I'm familiar with the first Gil-
1: Gilbert Gottfried guy, and I know it's very high pitched and like, yeah. the other side, Fran that, Drescher was, uh, she was in that show, The Nanny. Uh it's got a very high like kinda nasally shrill voice. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with the guy I know. Yeah, I gotta be yeah. Gilbert Garvey too, just because <laughs> one, it's very marketable, that like The other one's obnoxious. I mean he's obnoxious too, but uh Okay. This is our final one. Would you rather wear a onesie twenty four seven for a year or a horse head costume for a month straight? Oh wow, you know, I look good. I'm going to onesie, bro. <laughs> just, I just being honest. honest. Into onesie. I'm going with the horse head costume because one of my mentors, I mean, one of the people I look up to, he doesn't mentor me, uh, is the DJ Marshmallow, And if he can pull off the bucket on the head, I think I'm going to be a horse head DJ guy. Nice. I think people would dig that. I think, it, I think it would do well. Oh, speaking of stupid, stupid <laughs> stuff. Oh my gosh, for my DJ business. So we were, uh, I was at my networking group last week and uh, I said something about twerking. And I said, uh, "I said, man, I could be the twerking DJ." And I went, "Holy crap, that sounds delightful!" And I looked, and nobody had tw- the twer- twerkingdj.com. So, guess who owns twerkingdj.com now? I do. You got it, huh? I do. Nice, I'm gonna, bro. I, I did a list. I'm going to put, put a video of me up there shaking my tail feather dude. and just, you know, I'm I just going to do a video and I have me it. dancing. I love it's gonna it. It's going to be crazy. I, yeah. might do, I might use outfits. Do it. And all kinds of stuff. Do it. That's why I got that other page, man. So. Just have fun. Have fun, man. That's anyway. No, I'm having fun. Anyway, so. Creating new and fun That's good stuff. So we were just talking about empathy. Number seven, I hope you guys check out Decks. If you do any kind of show, you YouTube channel, I mean, look at this. All these. Every one of these could be a topic for a podcast or a YouTube channel or anything. It's it's freaking good stuff. There's a Would You Rather deck, an interview deck, uh, an interview deck second edition, a What The Heck, and an episode deck. Maybe we'll do the What The Heck next time. But uh, they're good stuff, and I love the guys at Poddecks. I've been a supporter of theirs for a while. I've been using their stuff, and uh, they sent me a hat. It's dope. I need to wear that hat more. (laughs) I don't want it to get sweaty. I'm high energy. Okay, number seven on our list, uh, you praise others. This is big stuff, man. This is big stuff. All humans crave acknowledgement and appreciation. When you commend others, you satisfy that craving and build trust in the process. This all begins when you focus on the good in others. Then, by sharing specifically what you appreciate, you inspire them to be the best versions of themselves, which is what this podcast is about. But, and listen, you can do this disingenuously. You can do this as lip service. You can do this if you don't really feel it. You can just be like, oh, man, I really appreciate what you did or said. Or That's not what it's about. It's about being genuine and acknowledging something you appreciate in another person. That's big. That's big because how good does it feel? How good does it feel when someone comes up – and I had somebody recently tell me a few things they appreciate about me and some things they see in me that I didn't even recognize in myself. And, and to be personal about it, I had someone approach me about um, maybe taking a position on the Birdville School District sc- School Board, like the Board of Trustees. That's fire. And I had never considered that. I had never considered that there would be other people who would see something in me that I could tackle that kind of responsibility. And you know what that does? That makes me rise to that. Facts. You know what's amazing? Facts. And I don't, I don't say this as, to use it as a trick, but if you pick some, someone's good quality and that's what you speak to, and you say, man, Bobby, you're such a good friend. I appreciate how, how energetic and outgoing you are. The rest of the day, Bobby's going to be more energetic and outgoing. I felt that. I felt that. I did, man. I did. Big stuff. Did. Um, but if you encourage someone in a certain direction, psychologically, and I'm not saying you should weaponize this or something or gaslight somebody, right. but people will react and respond. You're such a good person. Then people are going to be good people. But it's not so much tricking, but it's reminding them the good inside them. right? Remind people that they're good people. Bad things happen to good people. People get down. People get discouraged. You know, Bad stuff occurs in your life. But if you remind them the good parts inside of them, that they're worthy, that they're important, that they matter, that there's 7 billion people in the world and they're the only them, tell them why they're great. Right. Golly, it's powerful. It's powerful stuff.
0: We want to be-, be acknowledged. We, oh, man. We, we're, we, we like that. We love that. We mm-hmm. draw on it. R- retail people, I, I, this was huge. So say you're in charge. You're a manager, right? Mm-hmm. What worked best was not going into the department and ripping rear end. Sure. It didn't work. All it did was bring down morale, bring down energy, right? Yeah. People were scared to 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 not do something. People's, people's demeanors just fell, right? If you go in there and you acknowledge what they are doing good, they're following their tasks, they're following the procedures, they're smiling, they're doing all this and the above, right? And you acknowledge, yo, Steve, thanks for doing that, man. That is amazing, man. Did you see how happy that customer was, right? You know who wants to get acknowledged? Sarah Jane, Jesse, the the rest of the crew wants to get acknowledged. Yeah. Positive positive reinforcement.
1: You catch more bees with honey. <laughs> that's that's the saying, that's the same. I think that's what it is. Something like that. Number 8, and we've we touched on this on the criticism section, but you give helpful feedback. Negative feedback has a great potential to hurt feelings of others. And remember, emotional creatures. We're talking about emotional intelligence. Pay attention to your logic center, but throw it out the window. Okay. Um, realizing this, you—if you reframe your criticism as constructive feedback—so the person you're telling to sees it as helpful instead of harmful. Mm. You're there to help. And generally, if you are criticizing someone, it's because you're trying to help them. Unless you're in a restaurant and you're berating the the server because they got it completely wrong. <laughs> but let, let's let's explore that for a section, second, right? So your waitress who comes over and brings your food, you've given her your order, and she comes over and she brings your food, and something's wrong. It's the wrong order. It's not cooked correctly. Whatever the problem. Oh, you know what? You're doing a great job, and I appreciate the great service we're getting from you, but this isn't exactly what I ordered. It was supposed to be this. Do you think you could help me out and get that fixed? Instead of saying, this is wrong, (laughs) uh, let me talk to a manager and comp my meal. Right. Right. There's a way to do stuff. There's a way to be a jerk and get a free meal. Anybody can be a jerk and get a free meal. But how crappy. Then she feels bad. Then she you know, gives bad service to the next table because she's in a bad mood. But if you build on something constructive and using empathy and you tell them how great they are doing and then say, but this is a mistake. Can you fix this? Then they're helping you. They didn't screw up. They're helping you. That's great. Yeah. Okay. But, and if you take them off, they're just going to spit in your food. So you're not <laughs> helping yourself either. So Facts. you gotta, you got you to use empathy to give constructive feedback. Yeah, You can't be mean and hateful in everything. You can't be mean and hateful. You just can't. You can, but you have to be ready. You can do anything you want. Let's just be honest. You can do anything you want in this world with your life to anyone. You absolutely can. You have to be willing to accept the consequences of those actions as well. So you can be a jerk to me, and you can be hateful and mean, but you know what? I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to deal with that. You can run into a store and steal all the money. Yes, you can do that, but you have to face the consequences that you're going to get arrested and thrown in jail with people who have no emotional intelligence at all, probably.
0: Uh, You know what I used to love doing was throwing it back on them. Hey, if I was in your, you know, as a manager or supervisor, if I was in your position, what would you do? Yeah. Right? I used to love giving people their evaluations. Hey, why don't you yeah. write your evaluation? Yeah, right. Yeah. And then they start realizing and understanding like what you're up against when it comes to following documentation. Do, right.
1: Do you see Ooh. that people are often harder on themselves than you would have been? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Those people yeah. are those people are keepers. <laughs> the people keepers. who are like, "Oh, I'm great. I'm amazing. I've done so well for you." Yeah, I could you know buy them for a dime a dozen. You're right. Yeah. It's like pride, the people pride who, comes before the fall. Right. Mm, right before. <laughs> All right, before, man. Right. And Israel's going back to Jerusalem, and we got a lot to come on there, man. Come on, man. I don't <laughs> know. I'm like, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this is in Revelations. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> is Corona the end? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, we're being silly. Uh, number nine. We're going to run through these last, uh, those last five very, very quickly. You apologize. Woo, come on. Take ownership. Strength and courage is what it takes to say I'm sorry. Man, wow. and I apologize all the time because as a leader of a family and a parent, apologizing is powerful. You give up your position of respect and power. You give that up to let them know I was wrong and I'm sorry. God, that lets people know that you're just okay. Yeah, but you might give it up for that second, but
0: all is, it, it gains it back tenfold, right? Sure.
1: Uh it, it demonstrates humility, which is huge. Uh, and if you're, if you're a person who practices humility, it's going to draw people to you. Like, nobody likes a pompous jackass, you know? <laughs> like, nobody wants somebody who's... And, I, you know, I joke that I'm, I, my ego is enormous. I'm very full of myself. And it's, it's not so much that. I mean, it used to be. I was not always emotionally intelligent. I wasn't. And, and you know, everybody grows. But it's not egotistical... When I say, when I stand up and do my commercial, when I network and say, my name is DJ Matt Blake, and I am the greatest wedding and event DJ in North Texas. I don't say it because I'm an egotistical. I say it because I'm confident. I'm confident that if someone hires me to do an event, they're going to get a stellar performance like no other. Uh, It has nothing to do with lack of humility. Um, But emotional intelligence helps you realize that apologizing doesn't always mean you're wrong. It does mean this is key. Mm. Apologizing is about valuing the relationship more than your ego. Wow. How important is it for you to be right? <laughs> wow. Do you, need to be, do you need to be right? Do you need this other person to be wrong so that you continue to laud this over and, and have a higher position in this relationship? Or can you humble yourself down and realize that you need to apologize? Maybe you were right. Maybe they were wrong. But maybe it wasn't received well. Maybe you didn't have enough empathy. But whatever it is you need to apologize for, do it. So many situations could be completely diffused if you apologize early and often. You're not going to have any kind of relationship. Not a marriage, not a friendship, not a good relationship with a parent or a child. If you cannot apologize, as soon as you realize you've screwed up, apologize. Take all the power. And another thing it does is it takes, if you come humbly and you're apologetic and you admit, hey, I'm sorry about this, what the, if they continue beating you over the head, you've already apologized, right? Then you can move on. Then you can heal from something, especially if it was bad, you know.
0: And, hmm. and that other person on the other end might not, that's on them. When, when, yeah. when you fully are able to, to apologize, forgive, whatever have you, and you're able to move on, it's it's on them to do their part on, for themselves, not for you, yeah. but for themselves.
1: And so we're going to move right on to number 10. Right. So you apologize. Number nine, apologize. Number 10, you forgive and forget. Hanging on to resentment is like leaving a knife inside a wound. OK, while the offending party moves on with their life, maybe they've already apologized. You never give yourself a chance to heal. When you, however, though, when you forgive and forget, you prevent others from holding your emotions hostage. Wow. And allows you to move forward. Even if mm. this person, so say they have no emotional intelligence, no empathy, they don't apologize. If someone's done you wrong, just forgive them. Forgive them and move on. You're, first Man, off, I just forgive somebody? If though? you're a religious person, you're commanded to, mm-hmm, first facts. off. So if you believe in God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, you're commanded to. So you just have to shut up. Um, But so there's two ways to handle confrontation. You apologize and you forgive. Imagine if you can do both of those all the time. Imagine if you can always apologize if you're wrong and you can always forgive someone if they've wronged you. Wow. You will never have a strenuous relationship hanging over your head. You will know that you have done everything you can to repair any relationship. I'm sorry about that. I'm really sorry about that. I know that I should have done it this way and you misconstrued it because I didn't communicate effectively or whatever the problem was. I really apologize that happened. I didn't mean for that to happen to you. I'm sorry it went this way. Please forgive me. If they don't forgive you, that's on them. And when you're on the other side, if someone apologizes and you forgive them, it's over. It's over. You can move on. Someone realizes they made a mistake and someone realizes that they're sorry about that mistake don't hold on to that. That's be- that's a beautiful relationship. If you can say I'm sorry and you can forgive. Wow, wow. Love, love and forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. I, I love. Um, I, I heard it, I heard
0: this before. Um, you must fully forgive to fully love, right? Yeah. And the way I picture this is, say a tree falls in the woods and, and, uh, and no one can woods. hear it, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it uproots, right? And then there's this vacant hole, right? This is what hatred and anger. This hole with all these rotted roots and stuff, yeah. all of a sudden rotting, right? It starts filling in. It starts filling in. Hate continues to fill in this, this, this hole and fills this void. Once we start opening up and forgiving, what happens? The void opens up, and beautiful things start to blossom inside. So try to, ima- try to imagine that. Fully forgive yeah. to fully love.
1: And, and, and you know, like, like I just said, if you don't forgive someone, you will never heal From the wound they've inflicted on you. Because emotional hits are wounds. They are. They have to heal. Some wounds are bigger than others, right? If somebody goes to Starbucks and they don't bring you a coffee, it hurts your feelings. (laughs) But it's not like... It's not a bad one, right? There's little things... Oh, I'm sorry. I I, I didn't think about that. I'm sorry. I I wasn't thoughtful. I'll get you next time. Okay, no problem. Boom! Instead of... In a toxic relationship, you would come in and say, "How come you didn't get me anything?" Oh, I didn't think about it. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, that jerk man! What a..." And all day, and you sit down, you have dinner, and they're like, "Get your own plate. It eats, it eats you. Get your own plate because I didn't it. think about it." And then you're like, "Oh man, she's I can't believe she's throwing that in my face or he or whatever." You know, it's you have to if you at least you forgive so you can move on. And even if they don't apologize, and if you apologize, at least you can be like, "Man, they're just mad because I messed up." So yeah, and he, you don't have to th- because you forgive them.
0: Doesn't mean that you have to call them up every day and hang out with them and go to the movies and this and that, right? It, it right. doesn't – told two different things.
1: Yeah, you have to you have to understand uh, repeat offenders, <laughs> right? <laughs> you have to understand when a relationship is gonna go bad and and someone does not have your best interests at heart, right? Because there's people out there that are like that. There's people out there that who who will manipulate and take advantage of people who have empathy and people who forgive easily, there's 100% people who will take advantage of you. I've been taken advantage of them. I'm sure you have. Everybody has, right? Whether it was a, a narcissistic parent or, or a, uh, an emotional, um, a, a romantic relationship, uh, everybody's been through something where you do not get enough out of the relationship and the other person takes advantage of you. Man, when I was a kid, I had it happen with friends. Uh, I've had friends who I just don't, I just don't talk to them anymore. Because they only called me when they needed something. And, you know, and I would help them every time. But then I'm going to stop calling. Because every time I call, they don't have time for me. And I'm going to spend my time with the winners and the people who understand emotional intelligence. Can you imagine if everybody in your circle understood emotional intelligence? How little fighting, how much progress could be done? Mm. It's amazing. It's a beautiful world to think about. When I'm president, uh, we'll do do it. it. Number 11, you keep your commitments. Mm. keep your commitments it's common nowadays for people to break an agreement or a commitment when they feel like it of course bailing on an evening of Netflix with a friend will cause less harm than breaking a promise to your child or missing a major business deadline but when you make a habit of keeping your word big and small everything you develop a strong reputation for reliability and trustworthiness when you're grown up did you get like gems of wisdom from your dad still do so, thank God. One of the things my dad said to me. He said several things that have stuck with me and turned out to be true over the years. And one thing he said to me growing up and when I was a kid and I would lie or I would not do like I was supposed to in school or whatever it is. Uh what somebody would what my dad would say is, Matthew, you better protect your word and protect your reputation cuz mm-hmm. you only have one. And when it's ruined, it's gone. Reputation is so important. Can the people truth. trust you? When you say you're going to do something, do it. Period. I don't care if it becomes inconvenient or difficult or insolvent or you don't see the point. If you said you were going to do something, if you made a promise to somebody, you do it. Period. That's the end of the whole discussion. Because when you don't, you let people down, you disappoint people, and they and they cannot trust you. And if people cannot trust you... They are not going to invest in you, and they're not going to do business with you. And when I say invest in you, I mean emotionally. I'm not talking about forex x with, with Bobby. I'm talking about people will not spend the time and the energy <laughs> to build a relationship with you if they cannot trust you. And if you break your word time and time again, that's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah, I, I just had an aha moment, Matt.
0: Like here's, here's a, They're always calling me in. They're always calling me in. Man, can they not run this place without me? They're always calling me.
1: Yeah.
0: Can they not run it without me as an ego? Yeah. Right? And then can they're always calling me in Is a compliment. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you've shown up. You've
1: committed. Uh-huh. They can rely on you. They trust you. Sometimes it'll backfire. Like when I worked in the oil field many moons ago chasing that money, cha-ching, um, I would always get the overnight shift because the manager's... Knew that I would take care of business and I would just do it. They didn't want to have some guy out there at two, three, four o'clock in the morning screwing up and they would have to go out there. They put the rely, so I'm a reliable guy, and so my reward (laughs) is having to work (laughs) 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. (laughs) So, but you know, uh, it's it's what it is, but um, yeah, you, you gotta be you gotta be you gotta be keeping your commitments. You gotta be reliable. You have to be reliable. It's key part of emotional intelligence. Things come up. Things get up. People as as
0: people, as as family members, whatever you are, like we know things come up, right? But keeping your commitments is huge. If you say you're gonna be there, be there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I wanna talk about maybe maybe the biggest point to emotional intelligence and when you hone all these skills, this is why you do it. This is why you do it. Because number twelve, you help others. You help others. One of the greatest ways to positively impact the emotions of others is to help them. Most people don't really care where you graduated from, about your previous accomplishments, uh, but what about the hours you're willing to take out of your schedule to listen or to help out? Your readiness to get down in the trenches and work alongside them. Actions like these build trust and inspire others to follow your lead when it counts. How willing are you? to drop your stuff wow. and go help somebody else. Wow. That's big stuff. That's huge stuff. That's big stuff. Because then, what if they don't even ask for help? What if, you, what if you have risen your EQ, your emotional intelligence, and you know? You, you can tell by the way they're acting. You're empathetic to their position. You, you maybe have some, some constructive criticism about the situation. and And you say, I'm going to help you with this. And then you show up. You've been empathetic. You have helped them. You've given them constructive criticism. And you made a commitment to help them. And you showed up. That is a great way. Then that person is going to be like, man, I can count on this person. They helped me. I feel better about the situation. You know, maybe you apologize. I'm sorry this happened to you. How can I help you? How can I help you? How can I help you? Ask that question. That's powerful. How can I help you? What today Right now, can I do for you? Not, hey, if you need help sometime or you know, next time you move or you know, if you need a ride. No, today. Where's your struggle? You look like you're down. What is it I can do to make your life? You will, I'll take you to get ice cream. You'll make me go get you coffee. You need a hug. What is it I can do to help you? Little tiny things will make a huge impact, especially when you just go offer to help people. Help people, y'all. Stop tearing people down. Stop protesting people. That's going too political right now. No, you're good. Stop talking out against people. Talk about what you can elevate. Talk about the good people are doing and the good you can do for them. That's where your focus should be. Focus on the similarities, understand the differences, and have empathy. Have empathy. Now, we have to discuss number 13. We kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Um... You have to protect yourself from emotional sabotage. Uh, Realizing emotional intelligence also has kind of a dark side, right? Without light, there's no dark. Mm. You know, Vader's out there. (laughs) I was going to quote Yoda earlier when we were talking about it. Uh, So when individuals attempt to manipulate others' emotions to promote a personal agenda or for some other selfish cause, you have to continue to sharpen your own emotional intelligence to protect yourself when they do. You have to understand... You have to be empathetic, but it doesn't just mean understanding what's wrong with somebody. It also means seeing their underlying reasoning, see their motives. Why are they doing this? Now you can understand that, and you can understand it, and then you can do two things with that knowledge. You can understand it better so that you can help them, or you can understand it better so that you avoid being used and abused. Because, man, there are some—when you talk about emotions, there is some abusive— and manipulative people out there, they will use your emotions, your caring and your love for that person or something else, and they will twist you up with it. Mm. They, will, they will induce guilt in you. They will induce feelings of ina- inadequacy. They will make you feel less important than you are. And stop the podcast right now. You're important. I started the show saying it. There's 7 billion people on this planet. You are the most you. You're the only you. Nobody can do all the things that you can. You are truly, all of you, one in seven billion. And and if we can get to something that I like real quick before we continue this, uh, there's a guy in heaven who created the entire world, seven billion plus people. He created every star. He blew up and made this whole freaking amazing galaxy and universe. And you know what he said? He said, it's not done yet. I had to make Bobby. He made all of that. And then he said, creation's not done yet. I need a Bobby. He made that. Facts. Oh, That's how important you are. That is how important you are. All of you. Let's go. That's how important you are. So... You're important, and don't let anybody tell you you're no, not important. let's go. Do not let <laughs> He saw it in my eyes. Oh. Do not hear. What's the Karen thing? Do not let people tell you you're not important. Don't let it happen because you are important. Gee. You have to have the understanding, the self-awareness, and realize that their view of you is because of their inadequacies. They don't feel important, and they don't feel good enough, so they need you to feel less important. It's huge, it's big, and you know what you do with that information? When that person tries to make you feel like you're not important? Tell me, baby, tell me, baby. Go make them feel important. Uh-huh. Go show them love and wow. forgiveness, Wow. because when they heal from whatever it is that happened to them, and they feel confident, and they, their emotions feel safe, then they're going to stop making you feel unimportant. Because you are important, because you made them feel like They're important. You guys see what's happening here? (laughs) You see what's happening? Come on. It's there in black and white, clear as crystal. Let's go. Right? When you make other people feel important because you care about them and you realize they are significant, they will do the same for you because you make them feel that way. And don't – this isn't a manipulation. You're not doing it to get something. You're doing it because it's the right thing, because you have emotional intelligence, because you understand that people are valuable and people are important. And it's your job as a human on this planet – To take care of other people. Wow, I didn't even write that, baby. That's let's go. That's we're gonna do a few quotes and then get out of here because here's here's something you can ask yourself. Do it. You can ask yourself
0: when you're in a situation, right? And you don't you're very uncertain what to do. Maybe you're you're a parent and and your child's coming to you asking you for money. Maybe your friend's coming to you asking you to do something. You know, ask yourself this very one question. Mm -hmm. This one question. When I was asked this. About eight months ago, it flipped. It flipped the switch. right, give it, to, give it to us. What does love require me to do? What does love require me to do? That's right. Ask yourself that question. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Man. Boy, how, we're on fire today. We are on, on fire. We were about fire. business success and compounding last week, and this week we are all about, you are important. You came out one in a million, baby. Jeez. You won the race. One in seven billion. Okay. (laughs) Here's a few more quotes before we get out of here. John Locke said, what worries you masters you. (laughs) What worries you masters you. Become a master to your thoughts or slave." Voltaire, who I've quoted before, the most important decision you make is to be in a good mood. Wow. You can choose your emotional reaction. You can you can choose how you tre- how you rise and greet the day, <laughs> which is super important. But that's that's a whole other topic we need to do. It is every one of these quotes is a whole episode. <laughs> the Dalai Lama, he's very introspective. I would say the Dalai Lama, the goal is not to be better than the other man, but your previous self. One of my favorites. Michael bro. Jackson said, "I'm looking at the man in the mirror." <laughs> you, if you're, I'm about to sing it, bro. If you're running a race. <laughs> If you're running a race or working on your fitness or working on your emotional intelligence and you're like, oh, I want to be as good as that person or better than that person, you're missing the entire point. Ladies and gentlemen, turn around. If you're in the car right now, flip down your mirror. Look in the mirror. That right there is your competition. That is your measuring stick. If you're the same person you were yesterday, you're not doing enough. Continue to grow. You can always get better. You can always do more. Mm. You can always be better. Ain't nobody beating you. And can't nobody beat me because I'm
0: I'm up in here. Right? Yes. Right?
1: And finally, Les Brown said, Ooh, Brown. "Too many of us, too many of us, are not living our dreams because we are living our fears. Living our fears. Wow, that's big stuff. That's big stuff. Because what you have to know, folks, is you can accept fear and move on from it, or you can let fear own you. You can uh, you can make decisions based on fear." you can make decisions based on doing what's right regardless. Don't be fearful of the world around you. Don't be afraid to say I'm sorry. Don't be afraid to offer help. Hey, don't be afraid to ask for help. You got to work on your emotional intelligence. You got to work on yourself. You got to be a better Matt tomorrow than you are today. You have to. You have to focus on him. And I say you have to. You don't have to, but you're not going to rise to your full potential. Mm. The point is... You want to rise to your full potential. You want to be the best you you can be. One in seven billion. How good are you doing to your purpose? Somebody who's living with purpose is unstoppable. Find your purpose. Find your fire. Develop your emotional intelligence. Help people. Be empathetic. It's why we're here, Bobby. I love it. It's why we're here, buddy. I love it. We, we get to do these things, Matt. We get to. We get to. to. Man. I have to get up in the morning. No, sir, you get to get up. Praise. You get to go to work. Praise is above. Get to see another day. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us on Inspired to Greatness, folks. Check back each and every week for fresh tips and new guests. Visit our website at itgpodcast.com. Look for us on Spreaker, iTunes, iHeart, and Spotify. Hey, if you want to be a guest on the show, we would love to have you. Please visit itgpodcast.com slash guest. If you have questions or topic suggestions, you can email the show at inspiredtogreatnesspodcast at gmail.com. You can find the show on Facebook at Inspired Podcast, Instagram at Inspired to Greatness Podcast. And remember, everything's on our website at itgpodcast.com. So thanks again, my friends. Bobby, thank you so much, man. Pleasure, man. It was a good show. Good show today. Guys, uh, go do amazing things. Be awesome. I want you to inspire, motivate, dominate. Take care, folks.